0: It's cool, Welcome right. to the JJW Show as we recap Week Three of the NFL season. NFL season's rolling, John, and we have special guest Ty with us this week discussing football. Longtime Panther fan to join us this week.
1: I'll be the and we w- have Wayne, Wayne just- here. Wayne, we just started the podcast. Welcome, buddy. Welcome. Okay, Wayne.
0: Hey. So. uh it was it was a, a lot of good football this weekend, some big comesbacks. Uh, the Falcons choked again, as usual. They did their thing. Um, so, let's get started. First, we're going to talk about game of the week. So, uh, John, go ahead, and what was your game of the week this week?
1: My game of the week might come as a surprise, but I'm going Titans versus Vikings. And I'll tell you a few reasons why. Again, the Vikings have underperformed this year and I thought they were going to pull it out. But the Titans come back in roaring fashion. I think there was six field goals made by the kicker, who Wayne trashed in week one. Oh, ain't he a a Hall of Fame kicker? He's supposed to be the bomb.com, whatever. Well, he hit a 55-yarder to win it and keep the Titans undefeated. Fabulous game. Titans undefeated. Vikings absolutely sucking dick this year. So that's my top game. Uh, Wayne, what you got?
2: I'm going with uh, Chicago and Atlanta. Okay, uh, Atlanta had that big fucking lead every week. It seems like, and they fucking blew it. You know, fucking uh, Nick Foles, big Dick Nick, comes in, fucking shows off like he always does. You know, you can't prepare for Big Dick Nick. You just can't. You know, he's so much better coming off the bench. It's fucking unreal. It reminds me of, like, fucking Tessa Verde sometimes, you know, when he used to come back off the game, you know. I've seen it before in Baltimore when he would come in third quarter, or whatever, 45 years old, fucking throw two touchdowns to get you back in the game, you know. It, it just seems like that's what he does best. I wouldn't want him for 10 games, but fucking A, hey, let's see what Chicago does now. They're 3-0. Can you believe that? They switched quarterbacks, third game of the season, now Three and 3-0 still. Unreal.
0: Right,
3: what's this week? Wayne, did you just compare Nick Foles to Vinny Testaverdi, the Super Bowl MVP versus the 44-year-old couch potato? Woo. You're a little too young for Vinny Testaverdi magic. Okay, the motherfucker. Hey, 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 hey. hey. Oh, <laughs> oh, I, hey, as a Panthers fan, he came in and did not work for us. I'm very I'm I'm in debt to him. I I'm impressed uh, with Vinny Testaverde. I always have been. Yes. Uh this week I have for my game of the week Dallas versus Seattle. Um, I loved watching Dallas uh, – Russell Wilson go down and do his magic with the help of old Greg Olson, too, on that last drive. And watching uh, Dak Prescott completely choke on uh, his $38 million a year he wants. And Jerry Jones after the game saying there's a reason that he's not Tony Romo. And uh, I can't remember the other quarterback – oh, Patrick Mahomes. He said Patrick Mahomes and Tony Romo made make that throw. He's like, but, but you're not them. So now they have inner turmoil – in Dallas from that game. It was a great game, and uh, glad to see Seattle pull that one out. Uh, for me, I have the Bills versus the
0: Rams. Um, Bills jump out. They're up 28-3. They look like they're just going to wax the Rams. Uh, the Rams fight back, take the lead 32-28 to with about four minutes to go. And then the Bills drove down and scored, uh, scored to win the game. It was just—it uh, was kind of—you thought the Rams were just out of it because they don't really rely on golf a lot—and um, he brought them back. So it was—it uh, was—it was a real good game. Um, in the second half, first half it wasn't. So that was game of the week for me. Uh, so next we have—let's uh, talk about uh, top performer of the week. Uh, Wayne, we'll start with you. Who—who who was your uh, man of the week this week? Uh, my man of the
2: week, uh, Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson fucking tore it up. He tore it up in fucking uh, against uh, Dallas, which he's just been tearing up all year long. The man has been unstoppable all season long. He's probably going to be MVP. You know, he had uh, five touchdown passes, 315 yards, a 130 quarterback rating. The last three weeks, it's 130 quarterback rating, 132, 143, five touchdowns last week, five touchdowns the week before, four touchdowns the first week. It's fucking unreal. Unreal. And he's doing it it's unreal. He's doing it. He's doing it. You know, yeah, some of these defenses are not that great, you know. But at the same time, he, it, it's just unreal. He He's underrated. You look at Patrick Mahomes, he's getting the hype. Hell, Lamar gets hype, you know. But Russell Wilson's been doing it every year, year in and year out. He's consistent. He's probably the best quarterback in the NFC.
0: So you're taking uh, Russell Wilson for MVP over Lamar Jackson?
2: Well, obviously, I'm taking – or but I might, the only one I can see doing better, maybe is Mahomes.
3: But yeah, this week, all right, Ty. Russell Wilson, uh, Ty. first one in NFL history to throw that many like record t- touchdowns, 14 touchdowns to the first three weeks is the most in NFL history. He's on a tear. Wow. Yep. Wow. Ty, who is your performer or top performer this week? Uh, I'm going along the lines of Big Dick Nick Foles uh, from Chicago. Uh, yes, the Bears are 2-0 and going in, but I think you know we all like a, a legit 2-0 uh, based on who they've beaten. Um, and the team didn't really seem to be around Mitch Trubisky, but Nick Foles comes in in the third quarter, gets a nod, just based off the offensive coordinator's you know, decision to bring him in and he comes in to finish 16 of 29, 188, uh, which isn't a ton of yards, but he got three touchdowns, and he had the one interception. Uh, but during the game, the one interception, uh, it actually should have been a touchdown, and it got reversed after the after reviewing the touchdown. But even the officials uh, on TV, like the analyst the analysts said that it should have been a touchdown. So he should have had four touchdowns, um, and that's including some drops. Um, from some key players from Chicago. Uh, but he did a really good job of coming in, like, on late notice, you know, with a team that's kind of down on the day and going against – I mean, of course it's against Atlanta, which the team, that they, sh- they, they, they crumble anyway. Uh, but I thought he did a really good job of coming in looking poised, and he did a good job of being confident with the guys. And it looked like the receivers had really I believed in him. I mean, he even hooked up with Ted Ginn for a long hookup. So, Nick Foles uh, gets my nod for man of the week. All right, John, who, you, who you got?
1: Well, well I want to say that, uh, yeah, uh, what Russell Wilson is doing, unbelievable. I, today I just looked at his touchdowns numbers, and I was like, my God, look at him. He's the whole team there. Uh, and also, Big Nick, Dick Nick, I was watching that game. It was unbelievable. I think also uh, Montgomery there at the end had a couple of big runs that was very important to that drive. But I got to go with absolutely – Patrick motherfucking home. I mean, it was prime time Monday night against what's supposed to be a really good Ravens defense. And on the I was road. expecting on the road, a back and forth. And I I picked the Ravens to win that game. But the man threw for 385. The announcers were even saying it looks like a walk in the park for him. Who has a walk in the park against the Ravens defense? This guy. He throws for four touchdowns. And he rushed for 26 yards. That's over 400 yards worth of offense for one person. Un-fucking-believable. I believe it counts more when you play a real team, and he was playing a real team, and he absolutely smoked their ass. And so, for me, he is the absolute top performer this week, hands down.
3: John, all right. hey, you, got, you know what's scary, John? I just want to say about that. That Ravens defense is the best defense he'll face this year, with the exception maybe of the Bills. And he's putting up 400 yards and like four touchdowns. What's he going to look like against, What's he going to look like against the rest of the league when he plays the Panthers? Imagine what he's going to do to us, John, when we play against oh my them. God. Or if he plays the Jets, or when they play, you know, uh, the Falcons defense. I mean, this is going to be mad light numbers. So I, I agree with you. I just want to put that in there. That's the best defense he'll face this year until the playoffs. Clap it down. I. W- I went uh, I went defense. I went, time to pick a
0: defense guy. I went Alden Smith. He had three sacks against Russell Wilson. Uh, been out of the league for five years with a lot of uh, issues outside of football. Come back, and he leads the league in sacks right now, and he had three sacks against uh, Russell Wilson, which is very elusive in the pocket. So uh, he's my, my guy of the week. Uh, played very well for the Cowboys in defense uh, in a losing effort.
1: I was just about to talk shit about that pick. However, you're right. Russell Wilson is a hard man to get down. He's fucking Houdini back there. So, uh, that's a decent pick. Certainly with
0: three sacks in one game. And he leads the league, so that's good. Uh, So, let's talk about um, shitty performer of the week. I usually call it poor performer. We can call it shitty performer of the week. And I'm going to go first here. I got Sam Darnold. It's time. It's time for the Jets to, to do I, do something else at quarterback. That he was seventeen and twenty nine for one hundred sixty eight yards, one touchdown and three picks, and two of those for for touchdown return for touchdowns. Uh, that that whole team looks horrible. That whole organization looks horrible. Uh, I know as a Panther fan right now we're frustrated with how things go on, but thank God we're not the New York Jets. Uh, that team all the way around looks just looks bad. And Sam Darnold is playing horrible right now. I don't know if it's all on him, uh, but his numbers show
3: it, he he played poorly. Ty, who you got? Uh, I, So, I didn't know you were going to pick him. So, my poor performer was literally the New York football quarterbacks combined between Daniel Jones and Sam Darnold. Uh, since you did Sam, uh, I'm just going to go with Daniel then because he was also 17 of 32. Uh, which is worse than Sam Darnold? Only threw for one seventy nine, and he threw for a pick as well. Um, you know, just New York football in general. You know, Sam Darnold, like both of them were my worst pick. And the fact is that New York went up and and got Daniel Jones with like the second pick, up uh, you know, against everybody else. And it just it's uh, it's just as ugly as Sam Darnold.
1: Um, All right, John, who you got? Well, let me just say that my 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 bold prediction. Let me throw this out there: that Cam Newton will be playing for one of those New York teams next year. Ooh. Beyond that, bottom performer is going to have to be Lamar Jackson. <laughs> MVP last year, he was 15 of 28 for 97 yards, one touchdown. He did rush for 83 yards, but I think that was more in the second half. Uh, I didn't watch the fourth quarter, so I don't I don't fully know. But let me tell you a little something about the Ravens. The Ravens, I I call them straight to Wayne's face and everybody else, they're the regular season champion. And the reason they're the regular season champion is because they are a snowball. And a snowball, as it gets momentum, it just steamrolls you, right? The stat came up that while Lamar Jackson has been quarterback, they are 0-4 when a team gets a 10-point lead. Just 10 points. Okay, And just like a snowball, when the lights are the brightest, that snowball fucking melts. And Lamar Jackson has fucking melted in the playoffs, and he fucking melted Monday night. He had a chance to show somebody something that they are here and they can win a playoff game, and he totally fucking failed. 97 yards on a Monday night? Are you fucking kidding me? Who's watching this shit? We need Monday night to be good games, and he was absolute horseshit. Lamar Jackson, bottom performer of the week. Who you got, Wayne? Well,
2: Monday night hadn't been good since John Madden. Okay, well that's a long time ago. But uh, I go with Lamar Jackson. He, you know, I thought he was going to do much better. I thought it was going to be a shootout. Obviously, you know, you know, yes, the Ravens defense could not stop KC. No one can stop fucking the homes. You know, no one. But Lamar, it was his opportunity to step up. You know, to show sure that he's on that level. Yeah, he was MVP last year, but. We all know Lamar, uh, that Patrick Mahomes is the best player in the league. And he's on another level. You know, it's a whole fucking other level. You know, Peyton Manning and Tom Brady for all those years, they were on a different level. There's been other MVPs during those seasons, right? Hell, Steve Gnares shared one with fucking, I think, with uh, Peyton, right? That doesn't mean that they were on that level. And right now, Patrick Mahomes on a whole other level. And Lamar has- Wayne, Wayne, we're talking about bottom performer form of the week. Let's stick to that, okay? I'm just saying, Lamar had a chance to be up there, and he wasn't. And he, did it, and he didn't show up. He did not show up like, on oh, Monday night. It was disappointing for me. It was disappointing for a lot of people. You know, he's 23 years old. We, you know, this is his year. This is the year. You, that window closes fast. We all know that. So this is his opportunity. Hopefully the rest of the season, he'll get. he'll be in the playoffs. We know that. He'll be in the playoffs, and he has to win. This is it.
0: Alright, so next topic we got is uh let's do our power rankings of the week. Wait, wait,
1: wait, Who was your bottom performer, Josh?
0: Yeah, Josh. Uh Sam Darnold. That yeah. right first pick this time. Oh, okay. Look, the host My gets bad. to go first all- every once in a while, you know.
1: My bad. Go ahead. <laughs> all
0: right, this week we got the we we'll do our top five power rankings. Uh we'll start off with Wayne. Who you got as your top five teams of the week? Uh of the week or
2: all together?
0: Or okay. of uh, this season so I, far?
2: I got Kansas City number one, and that's a one Way above everyone else. i got Ravens still number two. I'm still putting the Ravens up there. Yeah, maybe it's a homer pick, but I'm keeping the Ravens there. Okay? I got the Steelers at number three. Okay? Number four, I'm going the field, whole thing. And number five, I'm going with the Seattle Seahawks. And, and to be honest – I was surprised yeah. you didn't
0: have the Bengals and the Browns at four and five.
2: Yeah. okay. <laughs> I put the Browns – I think Browns are beating Dallas this week.
3: Full
0: prediction. Uh, Ty, what you got?
1: Ty? All right. I'll go ahead and go. All right. My number one team is Kansas City. It's very clear to everybody who watches football, Kansas City. They had a close game against the Chargers, but that rookie quarterback played out of his mind. We saw him this week come back down to earth. It was what it was. Kansas city is number one primetime game. They absolutely blew out a very, very good team for the Ravens. So you have to pick the number one for me. I had to be realistic in my top five and it pains me to say it, but I got to pick Packers number two. Um, they were without their number one uh, receiver and they still beat the saints who were with, also without their number one, but I just got to go Packers number two. And I, that's, that, guys, is a great Super Bowl matchup. If Kansas City and the Packers, who's not going to want to watch that? Uh, my number three is the Bills because they beat my Rams team that I was very high on. And I still believe the Rams are back, but the Bills took it to them. They won the game. They drove down there to win the game. I got to give it to them. And that's also Carolina 2.0. So, hey, I don't. I'm, it doesn't pain me to fit them number three. Number four is Seahawks. You guys know I have a hard time believing in the Seahawks, but I do believe in Russell Wilson, and they seem to be getting it done. He has such great timing with the wide receivers that he has. He's had for years. Uh, And my number five is going to be a shock, but this is my number five, and I'm going to pick my number five pick whoever the fuck I want. And you know who that is? It's the motherfucking Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They're coming together. It's going to take some time, but when I look at the teams I don't wanna play, these are my top five teams I don't wanna play. And Buck they're number five for me. Who you got, Josh?
0: Uh my top five this week. Uh jumbled around a little bit from last week. Uh I got Chiefs number one. They just looked like the juggernaut that you know we, we know they're good in offense. Um, but to see what they did to the, the Ravens defense or um what their defense did to the Ravens offense. It was it was kind of phenomenal because um, they've been kind of steamrolling through pretty much everybody. So uh, they got their number one. Hey, I got Packers number two right now. They they look uh, like you said they're missing their number one guy, and they went out and beat the Saints uh, in New Orleans. Um, I know uh, the Saints didn't have Michael Thomas, but what? you know you you go to New Orleans you usually lose. Uh, so I got Packers number two.
1: Are you sure about that? They were they were Packers home.
0: Oh, I thought it was in um, New Orleans.
1: Yeah, because Michael Thomas uh, forwarded his uh, MRI up to the Packers doctor up there in Wisconsin. Hey, regardless, they're they're still
0: number two. They beat the Saints. They're undefeated right now. They look good. They can run the football. Uh, Rodgers does his magic when he's needed, and they play pretty good defense. So they're number two for sure. Uh, I got Seahawks number three. I got Bills number four. And I still have the Ravens at number five, just because they have such a, a weak schedule. They have a couple more competitive games this year, but mostly it's games they they should win easily. So that should put them in a good spot in the playoffs to hopefully see if they can advance. Um, I took the pack, the Steelers, out of to my top five because even though they're undefeated, they they just don't look like they can just compete with the top the top teams in the league. Uh, like they can beat the the Texans of the world, and they barely beat the Broncos, which are struggling, um, and then they barely beat the Giants. So I don't think they're maybe as yeah. good as we think they are. Well, I guess that when we they play the Titans this week, we'll see what their measuring stick is. Um, it's for this week. Delay. Uh, it's, right now I think it's going to be played on Tuesday. Okay. So, uh, Ty, what's your uh, top five teams uh, so far this year?
1: All right, technical difficulty. Moving on, the surprise.
0: All right, so uh, we'll talk about who's your surprise team so far this year. Uh, Wayne, go ahead and go. Surprise
2: team. Oh, wow. Let me see. Uh, starting off, uh, two and zero, uh, two and now two and one. I think uh, Las Vegas. Uh, it surprised me at two and one. And you know what? I, I don't fault them for losing this week to the Patriots. You know, I kind of expected them to, but to be two and one right now. I, and, and being in New Orleans the first week, I mean, the first week being Carolina, the second week being New Orleans, I still got to put them up there. And
1: they they, they,
2: they could have won against the Patriots, you know, I think. You know, I, I still – I put Las Vegas of all
3: teams. Can you guys hear me now, Josh?
1: Hey. Yes. yes. Back. I, I I've been
3: listening the whole time. I, I don't know what's wrong with my phone. I feel like Wayne. Uh, yeah. you, guys my, you guys want my top five real quick? Yeah, go ahead. Uh, get your Kansas top City, army. obviously, uh, like everybody else. I mean, like King of the Hill, right? So you knock them off. Uh, number two, and I think this is more of ode to Russell Wilson is Seattle. Uh, Buffalo at number three. I think they're doing a good thing up in Buffalo. They've done a good job of drafting good guys and bringing in experience to mix it as well. And with their division, I think they have a good chance to go far. Uh, number four, Green Bay, obviously, and then um, you know what they did in New Orleans. And number five. This will be a surprise to everybody, but I like New England. Um, I still think you can't build you can't count out Bill Belichick, and I know what Cam Newton can do when he's healthy and he's pissed off and he's on a mission, and that man can go out there and win a football game any week, so that's my top five. All right,
0: so we'll get back to our uh, surprise team so far this year.
1: Um, John, go ahead. Well, my surprise team unfortunately is going the other direction. So my surprise team is my beloved Vikings. You guys know I've rooted for the Vikings for years, uh, past few years, expecting them to get over the hump ever since their miracle victory against the Saints, thinking they were going to take the next step by signing Kirk Cousins. And and they had the great two wide receivers, and they had Dalvin Cook in the backfield. And I just felt that they were destined to compete for that NFC championship and they have absolutely sucked. Kirk Cousins has absolutely sucked. He's the absolute – most overpaid quarterback in the entire fucking league. And let me tell you, uh, Dalvin Cook played his ass off in that game with, I don't know, 120, 130 yards rushing and they couldn't get it done. And if you got a quarterback who's getting that kind of production out of a running back and you still can't win, there's something seriously wrong with the Vikings. So my surprise shitty team is the Vikings. I do also want to say, uh, looking at running back, you know, I love Dalvin Cook. Dalvin Cook is number three with 98 yards per game. You know who number two on the running back for uh, yards per game is? It's Aaron Jones, Green Bay running back. So, again, back to the Packers. If you've got a 2nd rank running back as far as yards per game and you got Aaron Rodgers back there, that, that's a hell of a, a, a fucking combo. So, Nick Chubbs and you got a, a line – you know, we, we got still got Christian McCaffrey at number nine, even though he hadn't played. J- James Conner is number 10 as far as yards per game. And my boy Edwards, my boy Edwards for Kansas City, number seven at 80 yards per game, doing pretty good. What you got?
3: Ty, go ahead. So for my surprise team, I also had the Vikings for, uh, like, John. But I'm going to go the other way. And with Chicago being 3-0, I don't think uh the start of the season anybody would have predicted that. Um, so nice job by Matt and Aggie keeping that group together and pulling out some, uh, you know, last-minute victories, which are hard to come by, and the fact they've won three of them. Uh, that team showed a lot of grit. So, surprise for me, Chicago being 3-0.
0: All right, for me, I have – I'm going the, the positive way. I'm going with the Bills. The Bills look good. I mean, last year they um, they had a decent year. Um, they played the Ravens in a close game and lost toward the end. Uh, I think, uh, Stephon Diggs is a huge addition to give them a number one receiver. I, I just think they're poised to, uh, to make the playoffs. I don't know. They're not going to be a team that I think can contend with the chiefs yet, but they're building that team. Right. And they've, they've looked really good so far. Uh, they were dominating the Rams until the Rams made a comeback. So, uh, I continue. I, I, I'd see them winning that division this year, honestly. Um, meeting the Patriots with the Patriots having such a tough schedule. Uh, so I think uh, they have a good season ahead of them. Um, so now we're going to talk about – we'll talk about the Panthers first. So we'll save the Ravens for last for Wayne's purposes. Uh, so I'll go first. Panthers uh, pulled out a win. Luckily they pull out a win, I'll say, because the last play of the game, they nailed the, they nailed the trick play. It just didn't execute it. And the running back would have walked in. But uh, – you know Bridgewater played pretty good. Um, didn't have any um, didn't have any turnovers. He was twenty-two to twenty-eight for two hundred thirty-five yards. Uh, Mike Davis played pretty well uh, coming in with McCaffrey gone. We still didn't run the ball very well. I mean he he had thirteen carries for forty-eight yards, but one of those runs was twenty-five yards, so he really didn't do much in the run game. Offensive line is is not doing well. Uh, my highlight is Jeremy Tien. We took him in the third round, and he is uh, playing very well for us. With He had 12 tackles against the Chargers, which I thought would beat us the way they played against the Chiefs. But, you know, when you get that week of game film on a rookie quarterback, you can make some adjustments. And then it looks like we did make some adjustments because he struggled at times. Um, so that's uh, my thoughts on the Panthers. Uh, as they got the Cardinals this week, should be a tough matchup for us. I feel like uh, Hopkins is probably going to have 35 catches, but hopefully we can contain him a little bit. John, what was your thoughts on the game?
1: All right. Well, for me, yeah, it looked like a rookie quarterback. I think he came back down to earth, whether it was our game playing or whether it was just a rookie quarterback being on the road. Um, uh, I did like Davis, however, and I I like Davis for the reason that he didn't get a lot of yards, but that dude was fighting for some yards and putting his head down and grinding it. And he kind of reminds me of the Ravens running back from last year. And, and Wayne could probably tell me who I'm talking about. But there, there's, there's a thing a running back does where he just runs hard every time he gets the ball. And I love it. And Mark Ager- what, what was his name? Yeah, it must have been Gus Edwards. And and so I, I like Davis. I, I, I think, I think there will be some good things that come from him. Chin did play great. And as far as this week coming up, I think we just got to keep it simple. You just got to keep it simple. I think we can run the ball with Davis. I think we can stay committed to that. I think if we just don't take too many risks, uh, my biggest scare is that Kyler Murray is going to rush for 100 yards by himself. And well we got to keep the edge, keep him contained. Hopkins is going to get his catches, and he can get 150 yards. As long as he don't get 150 yards with four touchdowns, I think we're in that game. I think we could win that game. But we gotta contain Kyler Murray. Uh, what you got, uh, yeah, Ty? I'm with
3: you guys, uh, as far as Herbert, kind of looked like a rookie. Which is, I'm glad to see Phil Snow actually bring some pressure this week, because I think we can all agree the first two weeks it wasn't there. Um, and you know, Matt Rule wants to say, well, the sacks. You have to look past the sacks, and I do look past the sacks. And you know, it's good to see that they brought pressure on Herbert, who actually did look good, good at times. Um, and it was kind of scary the way he was kind of able to move down the field once he got comfortable. Um, but I think, um, like I said, with Kyler Murray this week, they have a good opportunity. Kyler is also kind of like easily rattled, and he is prone to make mistakes. I think he threw three picks last week. So if they can kind of throw some confusing defenses out there, and, you know, he's going he's gonna to run, and he's going to break some ankles, and he's going to throw, uh, you know, to Hopkins, just like you said, John. But if we can limit that. But as far as this past week, I think Robbie Anderson's a highlight spot. Um, I think he definitely looks like a number one. I don't know why Teddy likes you know Teddy likes him over DJ. Obviously, uh, Curtis Samuel has been moved around. He ran the ball out of some running back spots this week, which I like that with Christian being out because uh, Curtis is obviously very fast, and they have to go and have to do a pretty good job of getting him in open space. And I think he's very good there. Uh, Jeremy Chin, just like Josh said, was all over the ball, uh, all over the field this week. I think had fourteen tackles, and every time that you saw like where the ball is, Chin was there. And like even on some screenplays, like he would sniff that out. So like he's very in, a, he's very smart as far as football, and like he has a, has a nose for the ball, kind of like Luke did. Um, and one thing that concerned me about this week, and I think it's going to like get, bite us, is the lack of red zone offense. I mean, when Joey slides to kick five field goals, and we make it to the red zone, you know, five times, that game should have been that game should have been a lot a more a bigger spread. You know, and like it should have been as close as it was. And they have got to convert at least two or three of those drives into touchdowns. Um, But I will say one drive, uh, Teddy Bridgewater had the hard count and the referees called it a false start, and it should have been offsides for a first down. Um, So that was one of those drives with the field goal. But another week of Teddy looking like a good, you know, game manager like we expect him to do and um, just not making mistakes, which is what we need. Wayne, what was your thoughts on the the
0: Panther or Chargers game? I will,
2: I, I thought, beginning of the season, I thought you guys would beat the Chargers going into the year. I got a little worried when they played close against Kansas City. But I really – I think you guys won five games this year still, maybe six. You know, and I know you lost Christian McCaffrey, so I was shocked as hell that you guys beat the Chargers with that, without McCaffrey. You know, he's your offense. And to change it up, you know, the way you guys did, it's very impressive. I am still worried about your defense. Yeah. I don't think you guys will – contain Murray this week. I think Murray runs all over the place still, but at the same time, I think you're playing in the game because I think Bridgewater keeps you in the game. He he keeps you in the game week in week out. All three games, I think he kept you in for a good part. You know, but Tampa Bay they did they, they, they you were in the game until what fourth quarter maybe against Tampa Bay. So I, I I'm impressed yeah. with Teddy Bridgewater. I think it was a good pick, and he's familiar with the offense. He needed someone like that. Is he the future? No. Three years, you're going to have another quarterback, obviously. But I, I'm impressed with the offense. You know, I I know you got to the red zone five times and kicked field goals this week. But I think he can score. He can keep. He can score against the Cardinals. He he will be able to score. You guys will be in this game.
0: But I do think cards are pulling out. Hey. You know, they, they kind of used Mike Davis the same way they used Christian McCaffrey. I think Davis had eight catches yeah, out of the back. He had of the, the most league. catches. And that's right. not really, that really hasn't been his uh, forte in his previous teams he's played with. So, they kind of use him the exact same way. And he succeeded in the passing game. I think he had 68 yards with a touchdown. Mm-hmm. So, um, I mean, they utilize him the same way they use McCaffrey. And, of course, um, he can't run McA- uh, routes like McCaffrey can. But uh, he still performed
3: pretty well. Hey, anyway. John, John. Uh, All right, so next topic. I was going to say, you, you were talking about uh, Mike Davis being a hard runner, John. I, you know who he reminds me of is the old running back for the Panthers, yeah. Steven Davis. About 10 years ago, 10, 15 years ago, when he wore um, 48, you know, um, the old running back we had for a few years, he was a very hard-nosed, yeah. for sure.
1: Yeah. Yeah, we went, yeah, we went to the Super Bowl with him. But, yeah, every time he gets the ball, well, he's not scared of contact. He's gonna He's there to run you over for the last yard. And I love running backs that finish the run. They call it finishing the run. And that one yard can make a difference. You know, he's fighting for it. And there's a reason he got the second spot at running back for us. He proved it. And, um, yeah, I, I, I didn't see a gigantic drop off like I was expecting. So, I, Josh, I'm Josh, all right put One it. more
3: thing in here. I, I'm very impressed with the offenses uh, that Joe Brady has called for the first three weeks. I don't know how bad this feels, but to come out and to really only have a few seasons in your belt, one season at LSU and come out and the offense, the way the offense lit the first three weeks, I think it's a, a tip of the cap to Joe Brady. There you go. Oh,
1: absolutely.
0: No, I no way! Of watching uh, the first three games, I don't want to take one playback and that was yes. that fullback run. <laughs> but, but, but besides <laughs> that, he's been uh, he's been I'd say pretty good for the most part in play calling for being a uh, rookie in the NFL, and I think he's only like thirty one yes. years old too. So he you don't have that kind of experience
3: like a lot of guys it's, it's, yeah, have. It's very impressive with the lineup we have too. Well,
1: I I didn't.
3: I didn't ahead, oh
1: yeah, I didn't third, third down call against Tampa Bay, third and three, and we ran it with Davis. And I didn't like right afterwards we went for the uh, the punt fake on fourth down, which gave Tampa Bay the ball in midfield. And I didn't like that play call. But sure. other than that, yeah. It I think that
0: play call would have worked if yeah. Rule wasn't running around up the sideline. Yeah. You know, yeah. he. I think he called that because he was, you know, making all his motions. You almost gave it away that that was going to happen. Yeah.
2: He did give it away. He, he did, gave it away. did give it away. And that
3: screen, okay, I, this, this play keeps standing out to me because there's a big difference. When Teddy threw that. Screen pass interception against Tampa Bay. That was a great play call. That was that play was going to score, but Teddy jacked up the throw, and that was a complete turning point in the game. They wound up losing, but you know you got to take you know add seven points to the Panthers there. And I I liked that play call. I just remember thinking that was a good play call because the Tampa was bringing the blitz, and he just missed the throw. Yeah, yeah. We yeah.
0: we drove down the field very easily that first drive, and then after that interception, we didn't yeah. move the ball the rest of the half. So. All right, so now we're going to talk about uh, Wayne's, Wayne's team. We're going to talk about the Ravens, and I'm going to let John lead off tonight. Well,
1: there you go. <laughs> well, I said most of it prior, but the Ravens, again, they're the regular season champs. whoopie motherfucking do They got to play when the lights are bright. And they did not play this past Monday. Are they still a great team? Yes, they are. Did I put them in my top five? Fuck no, I didn't. You know why? Because when it counts the most, they can't win. And I, I hated, I wanted to see a good Monday night. I expected to see a good Monday night. And I'm just pissed the fuck off. I couldn't even see a good game. And so I'm mad at the Ravens this week. I'm fucking pissed off. They're supposed to be better than this. But they're not. And over and over again, even the playoff game last year against the Titans, I expected something. I did not see the spark. I did not see the fire. I saw we rolled over teams at the end of the season. We expect the Titans to roll over. And when they didn't, they looked like they did not know what the fuck to do. And that's exactly what they looked like against Kansas City. We don't have a 10-point lead. What the fuck do we do? And they got to stop that shit. And that's all I got to say. They're a good team, and they played like shit, and they got to shake off that stigma. It's like the Falcons that can't win a game with a big lead in the fourth. The Ravens can't win it underneath the bright lights, and I don't understand it. They got plenty of talent. They got a Super Bowl coach. They got a great young quarterback. They got Hollywood Brown, who is fabulous at wide receiver, underrated. They got great tight ends. They got a solid defense. What the fuck is the problem that you can't even compete when the lights are the brightest? Go ahead, whoever's next.
2: Wayne, go ahead. They they sucked this week. They were awful. There's no doubt about it. You know, and, and you know what? He's got to show up. Lamar's got to show up when the bright lights, like John said, he, he, three times that people the world was watching. Basically, three times the world was watching, and he hasn't showed up. Titans, Chargers, and now Kansas City. You know, you know we played tight. We played good all year last year. We played against really good teams last year. This year we got a pretty soft schedule. So we got the Colts, Patriots, Steelers. And the Titans, that's it. That's the last four teams that's going to be any good against us this year. You know, so we, we're, going to run, we're going to steamroll them. We're going to steamroll to the playoffs, and we got to do some noise. We got to make it. We got to get past the first round. We have to.
3: Yeah. Uh, Ty? You know, I'm, I'm just surprised. You know, this week Baltimore averaged uh, seven and a half yards per carry on 158 yards. I don't understand why you abandoned that run game when Lamar is clearly off. You know I just it just kind of confuses me, and I'm not a big fan of the running back by committee because they have several good running backs but I think you gotta pick one, and uh I think that helps your offense job a little more, but you know Baltimore they look terrible the other night they end up with a good record because like the next three weeks they have Washington. Cincinnati and then the Eagles I mean there's three wins right there so like the record's going to be good at the end of the year like but like John keeps saying how are they going to look at the end of the, uh, in the playoffs and if they can't because comp- you know, you're going to see the Chiefs again more than likely and if they can't show up again against the Chiefs that is going to be completely deflated that organization that is going to like even if you got to the AFC championship game there's going to be some changes made and that's going to make Lamar Jackson like really question like you ha- that message you with you mentally So they're going to have to figure out because they have pretty much the next three or four months to stew on this loss, and they're going to have to figure out what they have to do as an organization to take the next step. And because something's missing, and it's not talent, so like you know, where's it coming from? To fix it, and I mean they'll have a few tests this year with the Steelers, and I'm curious to see how they do against the Patriots. Um and where they both stack up against each other. I think that they'll be a good in out game. But other than that, I mean, you know, I, there's some issues I think that to figure out and those issues will be masked this season by their easy schedule and will they'll figure it out uh, come playoff time, uh, who's the real deal or not.
0: All right, so I'm um for me, um, you know, I always show biases against the Ravens because Wayne just talks Ravens, Ravens. I think he probably says Ravens in his sleep. Well, uh, But to be <laughs> honest, yeah, all the time. So, I, I think the Ravens are a team that's built on if they lose the lead, it's going to be hard to win unless it's just a close ball game. Lamar Jackson doesn't look good throwing the ball down the field. Even though Hollywood Brown is a fast receiver, you think they could go to him deep a lot certainly play action as much as they run the ball. But, like, you know, I, I see him throw a a 30-yard pass on the field. He throws a 5 yards short, and he got Willie Sneed wide open probably for a touchdown uh, in the third quarter. I, he, he's got to improve his downfield passing because when he gets in games where the running game is slowed down in the first half like it was, you, you have to be able to pass the ball. And, but you can't put it all on Lamar Jackson. That defense – couldn't stop a nosebleed in the first half. They they just were gashing him, wide open receiver. receiver. Uh, the offensive line didn't play well. He got sacked four times. And, you know, Lamar Jackson's probably better than anybody being elusive is the way his legs are. He's he's kind of like just a different version of Michael Vick, and he be sacked four times. They didn't protect very well for him. That pocket collapsed several times. Uh, so you really can't put it all on him, but when it comes to it, you're down – Two or three scores for pretty much three quarters, and you still can't manage over hundred yards in the game. They really got to look at their um, their deep ball passing. You think they would do more of that as, as good as they run the ball and play in play action?
3: And Lamar Jackson said the Chiefs mm-hmm. said the Chiefs are right, so, um, Yeah,
0: that's
2: Lamar said. Yeah, and you know what? The Chiefs are everybody's kryptonite now. They're
0: above everybody.
1: Everyone. Time.
0: I was truly shocked at how easy it was for them to just drive down the field, oh, just throwing the ball. You know, Mahomes just throwing off his back foot, just flicking it. He, he had an underhand pitch to the it, fullback it for the first touchdown. Real. He's just, he's just incredible of his talent. And uh, yep. the Chiefs got him at number ten. I know the Panthers took McCaffrey that year, oh. but I would definitely trade McCaffrey for my home. You know, you up, up too. The race might not be <laughs> as good as we thought that well,
2: that I thought they were but they're not as bad. They're playing against Kansas City and Mahomes. Everyone's going to look
0: bad against Mahomes, I think, this year. Mahomes is going to I think. I think the I think the Ravens' offense line is not as good as last year. Didn't their uh, Pro Bowl tackle mean, or guard retire? All- I don't think the line is good this year because, I mean, they they really could not – in the first half, they didn't run the ball well. They, they came out third, third quarter and ran the ball pretty well, and they got back in the game. They made a one-score game once right. they were able to run the football. But when you can't run the football, you – you, you're hurting yourself when you have a quarterback that it's, he's good at – he needs short – he needs his, oh. his short lanes. When you run the ball and bring everybody up, those short lanes are open. He, gets, he oh, connects on those all day long. But when the run game is not there, those lanes go away, and
3: yeah. then you have issues. You know what Monday night was for 31 other teams? Film on the Baltimore Ravens yeah. on the exact recipe to shut that team down. And the good coaches will take that and run with it and, you know, do exactly what they need to do. And the Ravens got exposed on um, what their they weaknesses are This early on in the season. Against
2: Tennessee. They got exposed against Chargers. They got exposed against the Browns last year. You know, they lost – he has lost five games now. Five games as an NFL starter in three seasons, not even three full seasons. Every time they think they expose the Ravens, he comes out. Yeah, there's going to – Kansas City has beat him three times. You take away those Kansas City wins – Still only twice. Two Cleveland, you know, Cleveland beat him. Tennessee. You know, that's it. And Cleveland, we dominated the last two times. You know, I, I don't think so much game film, game film. I think Kansas City might be the good night. For years, Ada Manning could not get past the Patriots. For years. Belichick knew what to do against the Patriots. And he kept all, and you know, he had great numbers, you know, Tata Manning against Brady's the one that didn't have the greatest numbers against them. but they won. You know, certain teams have done No help. Look at fucking uh, Brian Fitzpatrick. He's six and one against the Jacksonville Jaguars with six different teams.
0: You know, sometimes that happens. I think. Uh, I think the Ravens and Steelers are going to be good this world. year because the, the the Steelers have a have yeah. a really good run defense. So it's going to be a test of what the Ravens can do, but I think the Ravens' defense could uh kind of shut down the Steelers. I think you're going to have like a thirteen nine ball game Definitely. this year on that play. It's going to be low scoring. Uh, duel like it yeah. always is and, between those and, two and teams in the, the division.
2: Like oh. everybody says, throw out the records no matter what. You know, even last year the Steelers played tough. You know, most of the time, even when they went eight and eight with no quarterback, they played tough every game.
3: Yeah, for sure. You know, Wayne, All right, you last keep off about the tonight,
0: Chiefs. Let's, let's look ahead.
3: Oh, go ahead, Ty. No, I, I just want to put out there, Wayne, talking about the Chiefs being the kryptonite. I just want to say out there, the Chiefs were the Super Bowl champs, and then they went out, and, you know, some people fall off. They just got better, like, drafting Clyde edwards oh Delair, God. and what he's doing. Like, you know, it's just like we had the best pass game. Now we have this beast running back from LSU. Like, you know, like you're – imagine being the opposing defense coordinator. Like, how do we stop it's this unreal. Game? So it's just going to be a long well, season for anybody It's like anybody the Patriots for Kansas all City. those years,
2: you know? It's like how do you stop the Patriots? You know, you couldn't stop them. You were always second to the Patriots, no matter what. You know, and now it seems like for the next five years, it's going to be Kansas City's ball game. There might be we could we wouldn't, and I say we won't. You know, we won two Super Bowls in twenty years. You know, Steelers won two in twenty years too. You know, uh, uh, besides the Patriots winning, but with Kansas City, that window is five, six, seven years maybe. It's a fucking real. Everybody's young on that team too. Uh,
1: uh, uh. All right, all right. Wayne's making me lose my buzz. Can we move on? All
0: right, so the last uh topic of night let's look at the week ahead, week four. Uh we know we got the Steelers, uh Titans game postponed to we hope they get it in on Tuesday with some uh COVID issues with the Titans I think the three players and five um personnel members as the last count I've seen. Um Monday night we got the Falcons and Packers, so um Wayne, what's your uh, game that you're looking forward to seeing <laughs> well, it in no, the week uh, four? again?
2: I know it may shock you guys, but I want to see uh, Lamar rebound. Yeah, it's Washington, but I'd like to see Lamar rebound. I want him to put up 400 yards, you know? I uh, you know, I I I think they need that. They need that. You know, I'm also interested in the Carolina versus uh, the Cards. I think I'm going to watch that game. You know, I'm going to sit through that game first uh, and I'm going to I'm going to be rooting for Carolina. I'd like to see Murray. I'd like to see Murray. But at the same time, I like to see Teddy Bridgewater. You know, I've been—I haven't been able to watch full games because I've been at work. It's the first Sunday I'm off. so yeah, I'm looking for Carolina and the Cards. Let me go with that one. All
3: right, Ty, who you got uh, this week? does your I team? Am, look forward to uh, team or game? Teams. Uh, right. play, uh, I'm interested in the Patriots and Chief game. Uh, I think that'll be a really good test for the Patriots. Um, I know they lost that close one to Seattle, so, like, this game could definitely be 3-0 versus 3-0. And then the Bills and Raiders game, I think, will be very enticing as well,
1: obviously, in addition to Carolina-Arizona.
0: All right,
1: John? Yeah, yeah, I got Steelers and Titans. We've talked about that over and over again. I hope the Titans are healthy uh, and we'll see a good game. It'll be the first real measuring stick for the Steelers. I hope to check out some of that game. I really haven't lost Watched a lot of Steelers at all, uh, the the Patriots and the Chiefs. Of course, any, any game the Chiefs are in, that they're, they're playing a top fifteen team, I want to watch it. And uh, the Bills and the Raiders. You guys know I, I root for the Raiders. You guys know I root for the Bills. So seeing how that stack up, can the Bills continue and be four and zero, oh, and can the Raiders rebound and actually get a win? It, it's a big thing. And I just want to say one more thing. Uh, as far as kryptonite, the Chiefs ain't the kryptonite. The Titans ain't the kryptonite for the Ravens. It's yeah. the bright motherfucking <laughs> life As I said before, three, out, three and outs kill a defense. When you go three and out on an offense, it kills your defense. Ask fucking Atlanta. If you watched the end of that game, let me tell you, I watched it. Atlanta's last offensive possession before the Bears drove down there and won, they're, they're, they went three and out on negative five yards. They threw three passes. They weren't even close to being completed. They ate up no clock, and they got a false start. And the next thing you know, you gave the ball back to them, to the Bears. Your defense was absolutely fucking exhausted, and they drove down there and smoked them and won the game. And over and over again, when your offense goes three and out, it don't matter what kind of defense you got. There are human beings out there, and they can't handle it. You can't rest for one minute after giving all you got and go back out there and still perform at your top level. You gotta move the ball enough to help your defense. Bright lights are the fucking trick tonight. Go ahead. All right, for me, I
0: have two games I've been looking at. Um, I'm looking at Browns Cowboys. If the Browns can beat the Cowboys, that puts the Cowboys at one in three of a team that I thought would make the playoffs this year uh, with the talent they have. And, that it, puts and the, the Cowboys should and be up. And the
3: Cowboys should be winless. Uh, what, you, what, what?
0: Yes, they should be. like, the Browns being 3-1 would be a shocker. Certainly when Mayfield had a quarterback and, you know, he doesn't always play uh, the best. But, you know, maybe that coach is fine. Find what he's good at and make him perform well. So, we'll see how they hold up against the Cowboys. And my other game is John's Bears against the Colts. The Colts are like juggernauts the last two weeks. Um, They lackluster against the Jaguars, which I didn't think they were expecting the Jaguars to come out and punch them in the mouth. Uh, but they got punched in the mouth, and they didn't. the Jaguars never let up. But um, the Colts have looked good the last two weeks. They run the football with the rookie running back, Jonathan Taylor. Um, they don't need Phillip Rivers to do nothing but be a game manager. He don't need to drop back 50 times to the football, because yeah. when they do, they're going to lose. Uh, but the defense has been phenomenal. So Nick Foles being the starter, um, we'll see what kind of magic he has and see if he can keep the Bears undefeated at 4-0 if they can win. Yeah. All right, so as we close, we'll, um, Wayne, what's your final thoughts for um, Week Three going into Week final Four? Thoughts?
2: Uh, okay, I, I think uh, I don't think I don't think the, the Bears beat the Colts. I don't. I think Big Vic Nick, he's great coming off the bench. He's great giving a little spark, but I, I think the Colts are a better team. All right, All
0: right. John, what's your final thoughts?
1: Well, my final thoughts are the same <laughs> thoughts I've had, and I'll just move on. Bright light, are the kryptonite. Go ahead, I Ty.
3: Uh, I just want to throw this in here as we as we head towards the next few weeks. Uh, I'm curious to see how those because they're two and one, but the next three weeks they have the Bills, the Chiefs, and the Bucks. So if we they can win, if they can somehow win two out of three of the next few weeks, I think that you look at them as a legit contender for the AFC because that's, that's a pretty hard schedule. And um, like I said, it's curious to see how Carolina responds with their win this week. Do they come out and back it up with another one, or do they collapse? And we look forward to drafting Justin Fields.
0: You know what's interesting about the Raiders? If Antonio Brown would have kept his head on straight like he did when he played for the Steelers and was on the Raiders team right now, I would they would have beat the Patriots last week. I think you know they you know they have two rookie receivers as right. their two, top two receivers. And, of course, they have probably one of the best tight ends in the game. But still, you have two rookie receivers out there. If you had somebody like Antonio Brown out there for you, uh, I think they could be undefeated I mean, opinion. look what
3: you know, Mike Mayock and John Gruden have done. Mike Mayock went from being a TV analysis to a GM. And, you know, John Gruden was out of it for as long as he has. And I think they're doing a good job of assembling a good lineup. Derek Carr hasn't thrown an interception this year. Josh Jacobs, 252 yards. You know, so, I mean, like – I mean, they've done a good job over some of assembling that roster. It's just a tough schedule this year. I think John Gruden's kind of on a hot seat, you know, year three. Yeah. So uh,
2: he's got a hundred million
3: dollar team. Yeah. Yeah, he does. A hundred million.
0: Yeah. So we, um, I think we got a snooze fest tomorrow night with the Broncos and Jets, but I think uh, looking forward to week four of the NFL season. Um, this is um, football season's rolling. And I'm I'm glad it's here. So uh, thank you for joining us as Recap Week Three and we'll see you next week is Recap Week Four of the NFL season. Thank you.